0: Realtors are line of defense against banker greed the private sector <music> This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White and you are tuned into episode 120 of the real word
1: Word is up Wait, were we supposed to celebrate this one? Did we talk about that?
0: No? Uh, no. Oh. I know you, you want to celebrate as many opportunities for celebrations as possible. but We
1: need to celebrate something during these times, right?
0: We're going to celebrate next week. Maybe with a New Englandy type of food. Hmm. 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 Stay tuned for that.
1: Stay tuned. Next
0: week. Sam. Ask Sam if that's on his calendar. That should be on his calendar. It's
1: on his calendar. He gave me All the right, thumbs good. up. Yeah. Thumbs up. Well, I mean, who we're wouldn't? In- I mean... He's that's probably su- assuming that he's going to be getting maybe a, a portion of the, the 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 diet as well.
0: Yeah, that's a super secret teaser. We haven't teased that anywhere except no, well, for here on The Real Word. Well, Nicole did on, I guess, a Tim Macy and RETV podcast. but
1: I did. Well, the, and the only way that you would know what I was talking about is if you listened to it. I don't know how many people listened to me babble for an hour, but if they did, they'll know was- what I'm talking about.
0: I don't know if that was the, in the beginning or the end, but yeah, if they go back and listen to that, they'll have a little sneak preview of uh, a new show Nicole and I are going to be starting. Hmm. I think it's going to be a hit too.
1: I'm just, um, of course it's, of course it's going to be a hit. Now that I have my, 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 my tan back. I mean.
0: It's all about how many shows you can create right now. You gotta, you gotta be creating shows. If you're in this business, if you are a real tour. Or you should be thinking about how can I create shows that really emphasize my brand. And we're going to be talking about realtors here in racket number one. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Who would have thought? We've got an Inman piece. This is a Brad Inman opinion piece. Brad doesn't write every day or even every week on Inman News. So when he does, they're usually... Articles you want to jump right into and read. And we're going to take this one on as racket number one. Realtors are line of defense against banker greed. The private sector and government leaders must be on guard as trillions of public dollars wash through the economic system and a broken economy can become a feasting ground for unsavory opportunists. I would agree that we need to be on guard that there are trillions of dollars of fake money, but that's just more of, that's a whole nother story. There's just so much fake money now coming into our economy. And what that's going to do long-term frightens me quite a bit, but Brad gets into really beating up on wall street. That's a theme and I'm I'm not, you know, taking sides here, you know, Brad's right or wrong, whatever, but that's definitely a theme in Brad's articles and his opinion pieces where he really, beats up wall street. He talks about, I mean, he goes back to the Reagan days uh, talking about Clinton. Again, we're not taking sides on any of this stuff, but, but he's talking about, you know, going back 40 years basically in, into the, into the 1980s. Uh, and some of the scandals and, and ways that wall street have been propped up by our government. And he's saying basically real estate is again, now with, with what we're dealing with is again, ripe. For bad deeds, because of how much Wall Street money is backing companies like a Zillow or an Open Door, because he really takes the iBuyer angle. And remember, we talked about this, Nicole. Mm-hmm. Brad is of the mindset; he's of the belief that 50% of the transactions he predicted beginning of the year that it could happen by the end of this year. 50% of the transactions are going to go through iBuyers. If you remember, you know, last time we had. A, a, a and it's
1: funny because I think we called that a racket. I think we thought that that was a really high number, but yeah, and, and I mean, we also with, had no idea that this pandemic was in front of us either. So,
0: well, I think we're going to be right on that because we had a two-month pause on high buying completely. So I think that'll, I think we'll be right on that prediction that fifty percent of the transactions in 2020 will not be i buyers. But, but he does make some good points here, and and he does he references all the way back to the mortgage crisis last time we were in in a real bad economic situation. And people were taken advantage of. And and you know, he you can read the article, he gets into all of that. And and certainly big banks were in control of a lot of these foreclosures. It's interesting, he's he's taking the angle that iBuyer, Zillow open door, could really gain control of the market in a time like this because before people go into a foreclosure situation, maybe they are just selling directly, if they're in trouble, selling directly off to Zillow and open door and and maybe even redfin gets a shot in in this whole thing who knows right where they can collect the inventory and so he goes on to say realtors are one line of defense and that realtors must interject themselves in the eye buying equation to ensure sellers are protected from what could be an unseemly partnership that partnership he's talking about is zillow and wall street open door and and you know all of this money going into open door the commission dollars may be smaller but never has the agent's role been more important during the foreclosure mess 10 years ago real estate agents played a vital role in helping all parties and i would agree with that nicole that agents really were critical you know navigating buyers through the process of you know what it looks like to get a foreclosure what loans can can you use to get a foreclosure? Can you jump ahead of an investor? How do I compete with a cash offer? What work needs to be done before I close on the property? How do I have money left over to actually do the work on the property? So yeah, agents are always gonna play a vital role even as technology kind of shifts who's in control, right? Like it was banks with these foreclosures and and the brokerages that had these foreclosure contracts would be the ones, you know, with the listings and now it could be could be Zillow but it's still going to take somebody an agent out there working with the people on the ground Zillow's not going to get out there on the ground floor and work with buyers and sellers right Nicole like yeah. we had an email last night with an emotional buyer like they're not dealing with the emotions
1: Right, right. Well, and I and I think what we've always said is trust. And and it actually, I started to read some of the comments below too, because um, Brad seems to be getting quite a reaction from this article too. And and Aaron, this guy Aaron Pinkston, I feel like hit the nose on the head. And he said the central problem and solution comes down to one of trust. So, and again, I think we've always said it. You know, building these relationships with 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 the people. I mean, you are boots on the on the ground here. Um, I do think that we are a huge huge, um, you know, line of, of defense. Even if even if someone is going through a short sale, if there comes a time, you know, not just buying a short sale or not just buying a foreclosure, but helping sellers through the process too of those. I mean, again, I think it does come down to trust. I think you have to make sure that you are building relationships, that you are the go-to and that you are, you know, equipped with tons of knowledge and information to guide these people. So-
0: Yeah, if there's Um, eye buying happening in your market and you're an agent, you need to be putting out content about what that means, what it looks like for sellers who want to maybe sell their property direct and not have to deal with, you know, we talked last week about open door with their, you know, direct selling so that you have contact free selling environment, especially with what we're dealing with right now. You need to be the one educating and bringing this information to the client. Google should not be bringing information to your local community about iBuyers because then they're definitely going to click sell and, and you're not going to have any opportunity for the conversation. So create that content. So buyers and sellers understand the other opportunities in your market. And then you will, to Brad's point, yeah, you might make less money on those deals, but I've been saying that for seven years, commission compression. Like we, we already know that is what we're dealing with when you engage with with zillow or any of any of these companies the reason why they believe and brad believes that we're heading into a, a time frame that could be which when this all happened Nicole, i was shocked and maybe maybe they were lying in the weeds there these i buyers opendoor and zillow i was like i was shocked that they weren't when this news broke out that they weren't that they were stopping rather the eye buying the instant offers but maybe they just want to wait a couple months, conserve cash, and pounce as we get closer to the potential of more foreclosures hitting the market. We have a lender friend who actually Brian Faye has been on the Real Word. I think he was our fourth guest ever. Ever. By the way, Jason Ferris still wants on. We got to get him on. But Brian, who who owns New England Home Mortgage, he believes that the four point one million forbearance, um, people that have have claimed forbearance with their mortgage, that a great percentage of those will end up in foreclosure. That's the the approach that Brad's taking here in this article, that because of the amount of forbearance we're dealing with, that's a early indicator that we're going to have a high level of foreclosures. Now, we may not see foreclosures though, and and the iBuyers really being able to swoop in before they go into foreclosures until say 2021. I mean, they're talking about a stimulus package, another stimulus package right now that would put $2,000 per person in everybody's pocket for like months on end. I mean, we are living in wacky fake uh, universe right now. So if that happens, maybe people have the ability to push off any type of, uh, of foreclosure glut that could be- Well,
1: coming. I feel like the $2,000, I mean, especially if you're a family, I mean, you're not getting very- it, It's certainly not going to your mortgage. That's probably going more to like your food or your essentials. No, or- Nicole,
0: if, if you have a family, I mean, look at some of the stimulus packages. The White House, uh the Nicole White House is looking at 10G. You got- What do you got? Three kids over there? 10G a month.
1: Hmm. Well, that'll help.
0: We might not see Nicole in the real world anymore. <laughs> Where's Nicole? Hey, can you- Can you log in from the Bahamas? Let's go. Oh my gosh, that's never
1: happening. No.
0: (laughs) But, you know, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. There definitely is another stimulus package coming and, you know, how that impacts.
1: Well, not just that, though. I I think it'll be interesting to see even what happens, though, in 2021, if there are so many foreclosures. Are there, you know, instead of because, again, these forbearances are are mostly, you know, these buyers are having to pay, uh, what they sort of deferred at the end of the of the of the time frame. So you know, if you were paying a thousand dollars, you put it off for three. Now, oh three plus the thousand, so that's four. But I, it'll be interesting to see. You know, if there are a lot of those, instead of going into foreclosure, will there be another sort of package to save? You know, sort of like bail those folks out too, or you know, instead of making it at the end. You know, I, I feel like it's smart to have right. them just add it add it to the mortgage. You know, right so now you see you see in. more
0: you see more support behind uh people wanting to just give stimulus packages than than mortgage relief so it it seems like that's the way that's the direction they're heading the only other note i want to make on this in brad inman article and, and you obviously can get it in the link on youtube or wherever you're seeing this at the end he talks about too much debt suffocates innovation he really emphasizes, you know, the, the struggle Relogy has with their brands, you know, the struggle they've had to innovate Coldwell Banker and Century 21, for example, he references here, you know, their their lack of ability and funding because of the high debt that they carry to really be innovative like Zillow has been because Zillow is cash strong, right? They can continue to create new products. And if you're a broker out there, I, I mean, I really do agree with Brad that iBuyers are going to be able to pick up incredible market share over this next period of time, however long this lasts. If you're a broker just not trying to compete on that playing field or innovate in a way that's providing a product that people haven't seen before, you could be really left behind in a tough spot. It's one of the reasons I have not. As low as Realogy has gotten, bought in any of their stock, and I've never on any of these shows promoted buying any of their stock. In fact, Nicole, a little update on my Zillow. I sold some of my Zillow last week.
1: Yeah? Why'd you do that? Did you need to pay some bills?
0: No. went up to 56 bucks. I was in on the 30s, and I've been telling everybody on this show, you can make money off of Zillow. I still feel like they're, they're going down today, uh, but I still feel like there's going to be tremendous opportunities for a company like Zillow because they are cash strong, despite the fact that they have debt, they have high liquidity. And now I'm taking a whole nother rant. We'll we'll just end it there. Go buy Zillow stock. It's going to be a great investment (laughs)
1: long-term.
0: All right, racket number two. We've got Airbnb. Should Airbnb owners sell or should they wait for a rebound? And some agents weigh in from California, Utah, and Florida. On this article obviously California I don't know much about Utah but I know California and Florida are like prime locations for people grabbing an Airbnb I've personally grabbed an Airbnb in California and and know many people that have done it certainly in Florida what do you think Nicole the Airbnb it's something that we've promoted and you've been very passionate about as, as a great investment for people that want to invest in real estate do you think Airbnb owners should sell now because property values, certainly like if you look at, you know, like our location in Connecticut, property values have stayed throughout the last couple months. So you could say, Hey, you could, you could go out and, and get a high value right now. Or should you wait for that weekly or monthly or, you know, whatever your Airbnb model revenue to come back?
1: So um, I hate to sort of like take like the cheesy way out, but I feel like it really depends on your area. Um, well, I think that's,
0: the, and, your, and your personal situation, I think that's the right answer.
1: For sure. I mean, because I, again, I, I feel like in, in I can only speak about the Connecticut shoreline. I think that the Airbnbs here have been, you know, wildly successful. Um, again, our governor is not allowing us any non-essential hotel or stays. So you do have to do long-term, but I don't think people are having any problems renting their properties long term right now, so instead of like a per night, it's you know a per month basis. Um, I mean, I'm getting calls regularly looking for monthly rentals. You know, people that left New York, staying with their parents here in Connecticut, and just can't continue to live that way because now it's been seven weeks. Um, so I definitely don't think that it's a time for for that. I, and again, we—I we, feel like we bring up Tim Macy quite a bit, but I know that Tim has a bunch of—he's
0: getting way too much love lately. I'm, right, I'm I think putting they- an end after this episode. No more Tim Macy for the next hundred and twenty <laughs> episodes.
1: Um, cause he has, he has a bunch of Airbnbs. He's in San Antonio. I do know that his Airbnbs were hit a little bit harder, mostly because it sounds like he gets a lot of, um, families coming in for, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. You probably know a little bit better than I do, Byron. Families are, are, are com- yeah, military. So, In his situation, his rentals may be staying empty. And obviously, maybe cash flow is a concern, especially if you're talking about having 10 Airbnbs or 15. I mean, that's a huge source of income. So, I do think that it's very much largely based on on your location but I, I i guarantee you one thing you know after this pandemic I think there's going to be um, people that are still going to want to travel still want to explore still want to get the fook out of their town certainly out of their house where i do think that you know much like the housing market there is going to be some pent-up demand for travel so I um, agree
0: with you and I also and, and I think it's such an individual you make a great point such an individual decision because if you're forced right now, because like you brought up Connecticut as as an example, right? They want to, they have this 31 days, 31 day rule. You can't, you know, so if you're in a shoreline community and and we're coming up on the summer in Connecticut, a lot of those Airbnbs make money because they're able to rent out weekly. And that's where you really make your money is if you're able to have a great management process of getting weekly income and, and people in and out. Now, if you can't do that, and you're, and you're running out of money or you're tapping into your savings to just be able to make it through this. And you have no clear indication, like here in Connecticut, there's no clear indication of when you would be able to start back up on a weekly. So you have that unknown. You're running out of money. And yet here in Connecticut, sale prices have And we, when we were talking about it with our team, with one and company recently, Nicole, like the sale prices in most of our counties has actually gone up in April. So you're at a peak on sale prices and we're just talking, you know, every local area is different. You have to dissect it. But yeah, it might make sense to go ahead and do that. But now if you don't need the money, this is an investment property. You get taxed differently on investment properties. It may not make any sense if you have the money to ride this thing out, to go take that big tax hit by selling the property. You may just want to wait because I ultimately agree with you. I think human nature, I I do believe that people are still going to vacation. I just believe that strongly. And, and, And if you're a proactive Airbnb owner, and you can put together a little bit of, you know, a a, a 60 second, a one, a, you know, a one minute, three minute video about the sanitation, that sanitization, sanitization. Did I, I have it right? The it's, just, time? it's
1: more fun to hear you just figure it out.
0: How you sanitize your property. If you could do a little video like that, like these are the steps we're taking after and before, you know, people come to our Airbnb. This is what we're doing. This is what we're providing here for you. I think you'd be booked around the clock as long as, you know, the government will let you.
1: I agree. Absolutely agree. I mean, it's it's like anywhere else, you know. I mean, it's it's like all the mom and pop shops that want to reopen and all. I mean, it's I I think it's I think it's super specific to each person, but I'm excited to travel again. Are you going to be traveling again soon, Byron?
0: I will be a hundred percent. Yes, mm. I may have already done a little travel. You may um, have.
1: You may I have. May have. You may have. Your background real, looks a little different this week.
0: The real word is a no judgment zone. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, maybe I maybe I have traveled. And you know what? I think everybody should make a decision that that works for them and their absolutely their situation. All right, marketeer of the week. We have a flip or flop star, Tariq. Tarek. Tarek. It's, it's spelled like Tariq. So. Well, you
1: Tarek. can call him, whatever you, call him whatever you like. Tarek El Musa.
0: Tarek Al Moussa sells Costa Mesa home for $2.7 million. I love Costa Mesa. I've been there. Beautiful location. The HTV star has sold his four-bedroom home in an off-market sale for about $130,000 over asking price. Nicole, you sent me an article when Tarek, first listed this home. That was during the health
1: crisis. Did I?
0: You did. Yeah.
1: Oh, I thought I sent you an article about how he joined EXP.
0: Oh, Uh, no, I know you. I thought you sent Hmm. me one uh, when he listed this home. Hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, but I remember that this, I seem to remember that this was very recently and, and it was on the market during the pandemic. And so uh, the star of Flipper Flop, he sold his home 130 over asking price, according to the LA Times. Jason Oppenheim of the Oppenheim Group, along with Heather Ray Young, also of Oppenheim Group uh, and star of Netflix's Selling Sunset. Have you
1: seen that? No. It's, uh,
0: also, it's also his girlfriend, Tarek's no, girlfriend. No, I and haven't
1: seen it. I, I, I was following him on Instagram for a little bit and then he got a little wild. I haven't rejoined. He got since.
0: wild in which way?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, he was he was being a single gentleman.
0: Well, he's he's uh, apparently dating this Heather Ray Young, who yes. is an agent with the Oppenheim Group, and she's on this Netflix uh, series Selling Sunset, which I have not seen or even I, don't even I know haven't if I've heard of it. Uh, she represented the listing, and after this is this is why. So really, she's the marketeer of the week. Heather Ray Young is the marketeer of the week, not Tarek. Because after alerting just a few local agents about the property, Young told the LA Times the agents brought clients over that same day and Tarek had two offers above the asking price by the following day. So amid, I got it right, amid this health crisis, his agent, Heather Ray Young, was able to just work her network and get this property sold over hundred and thirty thousand dollars over asking. Property's beautiful. I love that metal roof. You the love. I know you love those black windows and yeah, the, the black whole garage thing doors. Is beautiful. Totally, totally Nicole White style. If you follow any of uh, her designs, but really from the outside, maybe not the inside, right? I guess I shouldn't.
1: No, no, no. The ins the inside's beautiful too. I mean, it's, you like the inside he did, too. He did a he did a beautiful job.
0: He did a great job, and he, and obviously he's somebody that's done a ton of flips and in, in, in the design world. But I want to bring up, I mean, great job, Heather A. Young. Your job is, you know, whether it's your, your boyfriend or your client or whatever, your job is to get the job done. You did that. But it's interesting, Nicole. I don't know how she technically did it because you have the clear cooperation rule, which has been in effect here for a while. And it sounds like she might've broke that rule.
1: Well, again, I mean, we were sort of talking about this a little off camera earlier, I think because he, I mean, he's a real estate agent too, and the seller. So I think that that rule really sort of more applies to doing best interest in your seller, Uh, I'm assuming he probably signed all sorts of disclosures and forms and not wanting to be on MLS. I mean, we also talked about the fact, too, that it's interesting because I'm wondering if there was ever any intention to sell, but she probably saw a wonderful opportunity because I'm sure like most areas right now, inventory is so low that, again, maybe she was just getting hit up enough with agents asking if she had anything coming on, and she knew that Tarek... Again, maybe he wasn't planning to list, or maybe he was planning to list soon, but you know was able to sort of talk him into selling because he knew the amount of buyers that were out there and the demand. So again. There, there's so many questions that I want to ask them. I mean, it would be great to get maybe them on maybe, maybe they'll get on before Jason Ferris just to see like, was there was Ooh. it the opportunity or did you want to sell? Um, Heather know,
0: Ray like, Young, I'm going to follow you on Instagram if I'm not already. And, and we want you on the real word. Heather. Right. Like
1: was, was Tarek planning to sell? Did he want to sell? Um, again, was she taking advantage of the situation because she knew that there were tons of buyers out there wanting to
0: and low again, inventory. You know, and yeah,
1: I mean, it could, it could have simply been that. I mean, I kept telling my husband, if, if someone offers us the right price, I mean, the the, the white house may sell too in this environment, but, um, Again, I mean, I, I am reading a few of his Instagram posts here. It does sound like the two of them do want to live together because they currently don't. But again, I mean, I think I think like you said, I think she did a great job working her got, um, her sphere. She great job. She got over asking Bryce. She clearly communicates very well with other agents, which is so important in this business to know what's coming. Yeah, you know what 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 are people looking for, so that you can sort of put the you're kind of like a matchmaker. And she did, you know, obviously did exactly that so Robert, and I and I
0: agree with you I think that when we talked it out I, th- I don't think she broke the clear cooperation rule because Tarek is a licensed either broker or agent he's or whatever the, seller. the is, I think it's and he's the, he's the seller seller yeah and so he can say listen this is how I want you to go about the sale of my home keep it off the MLS I'll sign the appropriate paperwork and so not only were were they creative in this sale but they got it done they got it over asking price and for that they are the marketeers of the week. If you've got a marketeer in your market, let us know about it. We'd love we'd love to uh, showcase them, and we'd love to have you, Heather Ray Young, on the Real Word. That'll be fun. Yeah, if you know Heather, reach out to her. Get her on here. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next week. I think.
1: That's
0: it? Uh, yeah, I think we'll be. Uh, I think we'll be past the date when we can. We can maybe even go back to how we used to sit.
1: Oh, that's the 20th. So, I mean, we'll have to just maybe record another day.
0: What's the 20th? That's Wednesday. Wednesday. They have
1: one more day of...
0: Yeah, we'll do it a day early. We'll see if they catch us. (laughs) See if they catch us next week on The Real Word, guys. Keep it real. We
1: just told them. Awesome. Bye, guys.